Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Got your Bible with you today? We're beginning a brand new series called Dream Again. Dream Again. So hold up your Bible. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came. In Jesus' name, and every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Can you thank the Lord for the Word today? For the Word. Amen. Open your Bible with me today, if you would, to the New Testament, to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. If you would, Ephesians chapter 1. We're talking about a brand new series this month. Our small groups are talking about dreaming again. And so we want to talk about on the weekends, dream again. You know, we've all been through some really painful experiences in the last couple of years with COVID, following COVID. Life still hasn't got back to normal, so to speak. A lot of us have faced challenges and pain and opportunities to quit and give up and shrink back and stop dreaming and stop expecting. But I want to encourage you today, get the dream out of the closet, bring it back. If you put it in the closet, if you've dropped your dream, pick it back up again. You know, God created you and I to be dreamers. You realize that, right? And you might just want to write this down if you're a note taker. Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says that in the last days, and I believe we're in the last days, in the last days, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. Well, I'm, I'm ready for the glory of the Lord to show up like never before, aren't you? I'm ready for the glory of God. I'm ready for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. And look what it says as a result. Young men will have visions, and old men and women will dream dreams. So we learn from that. The language of the Holy Spirit in the last days are visions and dreams. The language of the Holy Spirit. And you and I, uh, we are a full gospel folk. That means we believe in the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit. So we want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So say it with me. The language of the Holy Spirit in the last days is visions and dreams, visions and dreams, visions and dreams. So, so we need to be asking and yielding to the Holy Spirit to give us vision and give us a dream, a God-given vision and a God-given dream. Now, we're going to talk about the benefits of having a God-given dream in this series, but I want to lay the foundation today, and I want to challenge you by asking you a question for you to think, and that's this. As we approach 2023, what are you focusing on? 
as we approach a brand new year, brand new opportunities, brand new season, brand new chapter in our life, as we face 2023, what are you focusing on as we enter 2023? You know, I always ask the staff to get one word for every year, have a one-year word for that year. My word for this year has been focus. That's my word for this year is focus. So I want to ask you, what are you focusing on? Some people are focusing on last year. Some people are focusing on the year before. Some people are still focusing on COVID. Some people are focusing on their hurts. Some people are focusing on what they don't have, where they can't go, who they don't know. Some people are focusing on limitations and restraints. Some people are focusing on the evil in the world, the evil in the world. Some people are focusing on bad news, hurts from a marriage. Boy, Pastor Kim was right on today praying for families in Jesus' name. But what are you focusing on? Lack? What are you focusing on? Hurt, pain, habits, holdbacks, offenses? What are you focusing on as you enter 2023? I want you to focus on God's dream for your life. God's dream for your life. I want you to focus on God's dream for your life. So I'm going to give you three points today, and we're going to build on those three points. Uh, and then as we conclude, I'll give you some takeaways, okay? But remember, we're laying foundation today on dream again. If you want to do a character study of a great dreamer in the Bible, that would be Joseph, wouldn't it? You know, I encourage you to do character studies along with the one-year Bible. I tell you, it'll build your faith. It'll give you courage as you study the life of Joseph and all that he went through uh, on being a dreamer. But in our series for this month, we're going to look at Abraham. We're going to look at Abraham, Father Abraham. Y'all remember that growing up in Sunday school? Father Abraham. Admit. Well, you went to the same Sunday school I went to. So we're going to look at Abraham because God gave Abraham a dream at 75 years old. Think about that, all you senior citizens. At 75, God gave, and, and guess what? He was living with his parents at 75. Wow, wow, right? And the land of the Ur of Chaldees, right? They were living together with their family, his parents. But God called him at 75. At 75, you're not too old to dream. At 75, 85, 95. God gave him a dream at 75, but it took 25 years before it manifested. It took 25 years. I'm sure during those 25 years, it looked like his dream had died. Does it look like your dream has died? Have you given up on that God-given dream? Have you shrunk it? Have you put it in the closet? Have you dropped it? Have you allowed other people to steal it from you? Have you listened to the lies of the devil or our culture that says you're not smart enough? Uh, you're, you're too old or you're too young. When I was young, as a young pastor, they were always telling me I was too young. And now as a mature pastor, they're telling me I'm too old, right? There's always somebody wanting to rain on your parade, okay? So what are you focusing on as we enter 2023? So let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, verse 11. And it's the message translation. It's on the screen for you. But look at this. This is so powerful. Everyone say clarity. Clarity. So point number one of the three points that you and I need to discover God's dream for our life, we need clarity in our life. 
Without clarity, what's the opposite? Confusion. People who are confused never move forward. They never move forward. People who are confused, they're always stagnant. They're actually always going backwards. So confusion, God is not the author of confusion. So many people really don't know why they're here. And right now, they're all trying to figure out the right pronoun, the right identity, the right sexual classification. I mean, the world is weird right now, right? So, so, so many people are confused. And the opposite of confusion is clarity. You and I need clarity about who we are. And number two, why we're here. Who we are and why we're here. Until you know that, you'll never dream successfully. You'll never have a God-given dream. You'll never, you'll never really make. And, and the big idea for this series is God gives you and I a dream so we can make a difference with our life. God gives us big idea. Pastor, why are you teaching on dream again? Because I want you to make a difference with your life. I don't want you to waste your life. Your life is too short. It's a vapor. It's here and then gone. And God gives us a dream so that we can make a difference with our life. Until you know clarity. I've counseled so many people 40 years here at Church of the Rock. This year, we're selling 40 years. And when you talk to people, so many people don't know why they're here, don't know who they are, don't know what they're to do with their life. That's not God's will. That is not God's will. Look at it is Christ. It is in Christ that we find out who we are. Well, there's the answer to the first one to find out my identity. I need to go to Christ. I need to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I need to become a Christian, not a religious person, but a Christian. I need to get born again, born from above, right? I need to come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of a light. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to run to God and surrender. And when I do, I'll find out who I really am. Don't let the world define you. Let God define you. Okay? So it is in Christ that we find out who we are, number one, and what we're living for, number two. What is that? Clarity. Clarity only really comes through Christ through being a believer, a Christian. I'm not to live as a Christian confused, wondering who I am, wondering what I have, wondering what I can do, wondering why I'm here. It's in Christ I find out those two questions are answered. Who I am to be and what I am to do. Who I am to be and what I am to do. Both those two questions are answered when we become a Christ follower. Now, we don't determine who we are and why we're here. We discover. We don't determine the will of God, God's dream for our life. We discover it. I'm going to say it again. We don't determine what we're going to do with our life. We discover who we are and why we're here. So it's in Christ. I want to come to Christ. I want to get born again. I want to be a Christian, not a religious person, but a Christian, a Christ follower, born again. Because when I come to Christ, he's my creator. He created me. He knows who I'm to be, and he knows what I'm to do. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. How does faith come? By hearing. Heard of Christ, and we got our hopes up. 
He had his eye on you. He had a design on you for your life. God created you and designed you for a purpose. God created you and designed you to give you a dream. And when you accepted his dream, you wouldn't waste your life. You'd make a difference with your life. I love it. On us for a glorious living, part of the overall purpose. So God has a purpose for our life. We're created on purpose for a purpose. He is working out in everything and everyone, his purpose for our life. I love that verse in the message. You could meditate on that until the cows come home and keep getting revelation. Let me give you some points to ponder from this verse. Next slide, guys. Number one, three points. You need clarity. You need to know who you are and what you're to do with your life, why you're here, okay? You'll never know God's dream until you know that for your life. You need clarity. Don't live confused. Don't move with the masses. Don't be like everybody else. Be unique. Don't let the world define you. The world told me growing up I was a troublemaker. The world told me I'd never live past 30. The world, no one, my family, my friends, my pastor didn't believe in me. They thought I was trouble. They, they never, ever encouraged me to run with a dream, to find a dream. It's just what was just the way that it was. Others would try to define me, and the world would do that. If you don't discover who God says you are, what God says you're to do, and get that dream, the world will define you. And they'll downsize your life, right? Because they don't see the greatness God put in you. Under that, A, there's some points, who you are. Clarity of who you are. Don't compare yourself. Don't compete with others. Compete within yourself. Compete within yourself. Aeneas Williams. You know Aeneas, pastors of church over in St. Louis, used to be ordained through our ministry, uh, NFL, Hall of Famer. He used to tell me, Pastor, I never competed with anybody on the field. By the way, who's praying for the Chiefs? Can I have a witness in the house of spiritual people? Okay, praise God. Aeneas said that he would never compete with anybody on the team or on the field. He would compete against himself, constantly trying to better improve the version of yourself. B, clarity of what is your purpose. To, to, to dream again and have a God-given dream, you've got to have clarity. You've got to know who you are and what is your purpose. C, clarity. Let God define your life. Let God define your life. Let God define your life. God believes in you. God is for you. God loves you. God sees your potential. God wants you to make a difference with your life. And the only way you'll do it is discover his dream for your life. See? Let God, we said that, guys, move on to see a deep, I'm sorry. Agree with his plan for your life. Agree with his plan for your life. These are really just steps and takeaways. A lot of people are running from God, don't want to know God's will, don't want to know God's plan. They're afraid to surrender. I'll never really make a difference until I know his dream. I won't know his dream until I agree with his plan. E, have a growth mindset. Have a growth mindset. The dream that God gives you will grow you. The dream that God gives you will make you a better person. 
The dream that God gives you will impact other people. The dream that God gives you will cause you to make a difference with your life. The dream that God gives you will drive you, will drive you. The dream that God gives you will give you power to persist when you feel like giving up. Abraham, I know, got a dream at 75, didn't happen for 25 years, didn't happen for 25 years. How could he stay steadfast? F, next letter, guys. Work daily on your mental picture. Work daily on your mental picture of who God says you are and what God's purpose is for your life. You got to see it to be it. You got to see it to be it. Work daily on your mental picture. It's called visualization. Y'all remember Big Mac and the Cardinals? McGuire? He used to say before he went to the plate, he visualized hitting the ball. He visualized having his hands on the bat. He visualized hitting the ball to Macland, Big Macland. Visualization is huge. You have to see it to be it. If you can't see it, you'll never have it. You have to work daily on this because social media, the internet, TikTok, Facebook is trying to give you a distorted picture of who you are and what you're to do with your life. So you work daily on your mental picture of who God says you are and what God's purpose is for your life. 40 years ago, we started Church of the Rock with 35 people. One of those people is sitting right over here. I don't know how she's put up with us all these years, but she's going to get a special reward in heaven. Amen. But I remember we lived on Highway P in O'Fallon. We rented a house. We didn't have an office. We didn't have a church building. We had no insurance. We had no retirement. We had no salary check. Had any clue what was going to happen. But I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning 40 years ago. I put a suit on. Had no office. I put a suit on. I go downstairs. In our basement, my dad had given me a metal desk that had rust all over it that he had had. And he gave it to me. And he had a, had a metal desk and an old beat-up chair. I'd put on a suit, three-piece suit, every morning. I'd go downstairs to the office, and I visualized. The language of the Holy Spirit is vision and dreams. The language of the Holy Spirit, in the last days, he's going to pour out his spirit, and young people will have a vision. Old people will dream dreams. Work daily on your mental picture of who God says you are and what God's purpose is for your life. We're talking about how to get clarity. Next letter, guys. Next. Be intentional daily with your speaking and thinking. Be intentional daily with your speaking and thinking. Watch this. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you act. Did you know what you say affects your body? Right? What you say affects your feelings, which is your body and your emotions. So when you're intentional and you start saying and thinking, or renewing your mind, what God says about you, what God says who you are, what God says about what you can do, what you can have, it'll begin to change the way you act. And you have to act like it before you're going to see it. You have to see it and act like it's so. When it ain't so, so it can become so. You have to act like it's so when it ain't so. Healing, prosperity, promotion, and favor. You have to act like it's so when it ain't so, so it can become so. It's calling things that be not 
as though they were next slide guys. Number two, you need an example. So, so to dream again, I've got to have clarity. I got to get the confusion out of my life. And I gave you some fundamentals to get the confusion out of your life and begin to get some clarity. Okay. Number two, you need an example to dream dreams. You need an example of a godly dreamer. Next slide. We're going to look at Abraham. Okay. Abraham. And this is about Abraham. It's Romans four, verse 11 and 12. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the what? Father of them all that believe. So Abraham is what the Bible calls the father of your faith, the father of your faith. So he is the example to your faith. You're to take your faith and mimic his faith. You're to, oh, don't miss this. You're to take his faith. I'm going somewhere. You're to take your faith and mimic his faith, right? He's the father of your faith. You're to study the faith of Abraham and mimic it, imitate it, okay? So he's the father of all them that believe. How many believers do I have in the house? So he's the father of your faith. It says, though, they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Verse 12. And the father of circumcision to them who are of, not of circumcision only. Watch. Here's the phrase that I want to extract. But who also walk in the steps of that faith. What did I just tell you? Be an imitator. Be an imitator. You need an example. You need a role model. For you to go to the next level, you have to have a coach. To go to the next level, you have to have an example. You have to have an example to go to the next level in any area of your life. Diet, spiritual, financial. You have to have an example. You have to have a role model. You have to have a coach. You need a mentor. And notice, you're to walk, I'm to walk in the steps of the faith of our Father of faith. So say it with me. Walk in the steps of faith of Abraham. So notice that the faith walk is steps. It's not leaps. It's a journey. It's, it's not, you know, uh, you don't catapult overnight to strong faith. It's a journey, the steps of faith. So we're to study his life at 75 in Genesis 12. We're going to look at this in our series. At Genesis 12, he got a call from God on his life. How many of y'all know you all have a call from God on your life? We call that God's dream for your life. God's dream for your life. So at 75 in Genesis 12, he got a call to leave his family, leave his land and go to where he's never been before. He went knowing he went going, not knowing he had to trust God and the call of God on his life. He didn't know it all from the beginning. It took a step of obedience and then God revealed more with each step comes revelation with each step. God shows you more with each step comes more revelation in the walk with God. So everyone say, Abraham, Abraham is the father, is the father of, our of our faith. He had a dream. He, a dream. he achieved that dream. He achieved that dream. Okay, so you and I are going to find out how he did that today. Is that okay? Yeah. Y'all still, you learning something so far? Okay, next slide. Abraham, the father of our faith. Next slide, guys. Number three. So number one is you need clarity to dream again. 
Got to get rid of the confusion in your life. So you go to Christ, you go to God and you ask him, who are, who am I, God? Who did you create me to be? Not man, not what my family thinks, my friends think, my foes think, the culture. But God, who do you say that I am? And then God, I want to know what your call, your purpose is on my life. And then you begin to dream again. Okay. So then number two, you need an example, right? And Abraham's our study in this series. Number three, you need to see God's dream for your life. You need to see and believe in and accept God's dream for your life. Did you know that God has a dream? God has a dream. And we need to know what God's dream is and believe in that dream that he has for our life. Under that, next guys, go to Hebrews 11. Everybody still with me on the same page? This is amazing what you're about to see. This is amazing. Abraham, what was your key over two decades before you saw your dream come to pass? You felt like giving up. You felt like, you know, quitting. But Abraham, what was your key? What was the answer? What is the solution? What, what made you steadfast? Abraham, you were an old dude when you started, 75. And you were 100 when it began to come to pass. What gave you stamina? What gave you energy? What gave you strength? What gave you persistence? I want to know Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, everyone say called. Say it with me. I have a calling on my life. That's God's dream for your life. When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. So that's the element. If I'm going to know God's dream for my life and fulfill God's dream for my life, I have to step out even when I don't understand and obey. I have to obey. Every step is a step of obedience, even when I don't feel it, see it, or understand it. So he says he obeyed and he went out, not knowing where he was going. God's always going to, wants to lead you where you've never been before. God always wants to take you forward and never backwards. God always wants to take you forward and never backwards. God's always going to take you to new territory. Oh, I love it. Verse, next verse, verse 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He, he's standing on a promise, isn't he? He's standing on the promise that God made him that you would be the father of many nations, the father of many nations. Wow. The father of a multitude. And he didn't even have one son when God told him that. Whew, what a dream, huh? Verse 10. For he looked. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Whoa. He looked for a city. If you're a note taker, he was looking at the city of dreams. He was looking at the city of dreams. They refer to Los Angeles as the city of dreams. They, they tell us that people in past would go to Los Angeles to be in movies, to be a star, to be a part of that industry. And they call Los Angeles the city of dreams. That's why the, the, the Barnett's call it dream center. The ministry out there, 
that we support Dream Center. They call Los Angeles the city of dreams. Well, did you know God has a city of dreams? And what is it? Heaven. It's heaven. God has a city of dream and it's heaven and it's the new Jerusalem. Now, I think uh, Amplified, did I give that to you in the Amplified, guys? Uh, if I didn't, I, okay, great. This is 20. I want to go back in a second. But look at this. We jump to verse 20 and look at this. With the eyes of faith, you and I are to have eyes of faith. With eyes of faith, Isaac, that was Abraham's son, right? Isaac, looking far into the future, invoked blessings upon his children. In my Bible, one of my Bibles off to the side there, I had, I had there back in the 90s. I had written down, it was in the 90s, and I said, I invoke blessings over my children. Are you speaking blessing over the future of your children? Speaking blessing over the future of your family with the eyes of faith. I love it. Now, let's go back to verse 10. Did I have that in the Amplified? I guess maybe I didn't give it to you. And so the Amplified, it says he is looking with expectation. He is looking with confidence to heaven, to heaven. That city is the new Jerusalem and the builder and the maker, the architect of heaven is God. God has a dream. He wants all of us to be eventually in that city that he's the architect of. God's dream for your life and my life is to make it to heaven, to be in heaven throughout eternity with him. I love that. That's God's dream for your life. So watch this now. The big idea is this. Abraham, as the team comes out, Abraham, Abraham was steadfast with the dream God gave him from 75 to 100 when he had no children. And God said, I'm going to make you the father of a multitude of children. And what did Abraham do? It says that as he sojourned, he saw himself as a pilgrim and earth wasn't his home. Earth wasn't his home. He lived in a tent where he could have lived in a mansion, but he saw this as temporary. And he was confidently and with expectation. It says in one translation, every day thinking and dwelling on heaven, thinking and dwelling on heaven. That's God's dream that you and I are born again. That's God's dream that no one goes to hell. That's God's dream that everyone gets born again. When I believe and agree with God's dream, God will give me my dream. And Abraham, even though God gave him a dream, what sustained him was God's dream. He looked every day. One translation said he was, he was walking and talking of heaven, the city of dreams every day. I think that's a lost component in most Christians' life today. When's the last time you talked about heaven with your family and your friends? When's the last time you talked about the new Jerusalem, the city of dreams, eternal life? Heaven is a real place. There's no death there. There's no disease there. There's no racism, no bigotry, no violence, no fear, no anxiety, no worry, no depression, no drugs, no incest, no abortion, no divorce. 
God's dream for us is that we wind up in the city of dreams, the new Jerusalem, in a place called heaven. I love it. And Abraham, he was sojourning as a pilgrim. He lived in a tent, could have had a mansion, but he saw what this life was just temporary. And he was focused on eternal life. He was focused on the future. He was focused on heaven. I think if we become more heavenly minded, we'll be make a greater difference in our life. I think if we become more heavenly minded, we'll be more productive in our Christian walk. Oh, come on, somebody. Can we have a praise break? Come on, let's thank God. Let's praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dreaming about the eternal city, the new Jerusalem. Dreaming about heaven. Dreaming about that should affect the way I live here and now. Talking and walking about heaven. I'm young. You're never too young. You're never too young. You're never too young. This is to be a component in the life of a Christian, and it's missing in so many lives. They never talk about heaven. They never talk about the future. They never talk about eternal life. They're focused on the here and now when we should be focused on God's dream is that you and I wind up where he was the architect, where he built that city, the new Jerusalem, and he built the heaven and the earth that you and I, the new heaven, the new earth, that we're going to dwell with him forever and ever and ever. What gave Abraham the strength? He was talking and walking and looking and thinking about heaven every day. So what are we to do? We're to follow his footsteps. We're to follow his faith. And his faith and the steps that he took is what our faith should look like and the steps we take. Amen, somebody? Dream again. I'm done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, as I look back seriously growing up, my mom and dad, uh, my dad was a deacon, my mom's son of school. They were always talking about heaven. That, that generation, they were always talking about heaven and what heaven was going to be like. And, and in my house growing up as a kid, they were always talking about the rapture. They were always talking about Jesus coming back. Seriously, I'm lying, I'm frying. Probably a week didn't go by where they were talking about the rapture, the second coming, Jesus coming back, heaven, what it's going to be like. What we're going through now is subject to change. This too will pass. Man, when you got your eyes on heaven, when you're talking about it, when you're thinking about it, you know what? The problems you're going through right now seem so small, so insignificant when you got the big picture. Amen, somebody? Everybody stand with me, would you please? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes here and on, online? Christians are praying under their breath. God, we believe in your dream. And your dream is that no one perishes and goes to hell. Your dream is that all men and women be saved, boys and girls. God, that's your dream. Your dream is that our dream takes us to your destination, a place called heaven, where you're the architect. You're the creator and the builder of that city and the foundations. So, Father, we want to get excited about your dream. We want to support your dream and plug into your dream. And that's one way we're going to discover our dream that you have for us. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And you would say, Pastor, online campus, Pastor, I need God today. I realize my life is confusing. I'm distracted. 
I've lost desire and drive and I'm empty and I'm dragging and I'm burnt out. I'm hurting. I've gone through a painful season. Pastor, pray for me. I'm ready to give my heart to God. I'm ready to get my priorities, my perspective right. I want to know God's dream for my life. I want to know who God says I am, what God says I can do, and give my life to it and make a difference with that dream. Pray for me. Punch the button on your screen, your phone, your, your computer, your iPad, or resetting your life. Pastor, I've been doing my own thing. Pastor, thinking about heaven? I can't remember the last time I thought about heaven. Abraham was thinking about it daily. One translation says daily he was thinking and talking about heaven. Punch that button right there where you're at, on your computer, your iPad, your smartphone, here in the sanctuary, out in the lobby, heads are bowed, but you'd say, Pastor, God's dealing with me. I, I don't want to waste my life. I, I want to invest my life. I want to know God's dream. I want to dream again. I, I want the language of the Holy Spirit. I want to have visions and dreams, and I want to be significant. I don't want to waste my life. I want to make a difference. Pastor, I need God, or I need to reset my life right now, Pastor. Pray for me. Just heads about eyes are closed. Put your hand up. Christians, you should be praying. Put your hand up right now. This is God's dream. Put it up high. Wave it up. This is God's dream. And when I get excited about God's dream, heaven, then God will reveal his dream to me. Hands up. Hands down. Somebody didn't put your hand up that you should have put your hand up. One more chance. Put your hand up. Wave it at me. God bless you. Put your hand right back down. Okay, everybody, pray this prayer. Let's all do it together. Let's help him. Heavenly Father, I repent. I changed my mind. I changed my heart. I want to go in a new direction. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, died for me, and he rose again. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Take my life and make a difference. Show me your dream for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look up and celebrate as the hosts come. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.